0: liberal conservative moderate libertarian however you see the issues your opinion is welcome here join the american viewpoints community on facebook
1: there are some calls from both sides of the political aisle mind you to further regulate tech companies and anybody who's online or running things that are online even to the level of one presidential candidate saying break up some of these companies is that a good idea I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on American Viewpoints. I'm now joined by Jessica Malugan from the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Now, Jessica, when it comes to like Facebook and and Twitter and uh, Amazon and all that, in some ways they are indispensable to our lives now. In other ways, I, sometimes I just think they're necessary evils that I just have to adapt to because <laughs> I don't like the way they do business. I I, I really don't. Uh, like a lot of the business practices of Facebook. But now we've got the attention of Congress and regulators, and we're throwing out the word antitrust. Is antitrust something that is fairly applied to these tech giants like Google and Facebook and things like that?
0: Well, I think that when most people think of antitrust applied to these tech companies, it's a really big tent here. And some of those applications don't make a lot of sense. I think that what a lot of consumers are concerned about right now, and polls show this, is their data and their privacy. That's not a traditionally antitrust type issue. Um, But I think that antitrust law has always been very malleable. So politicians are kind of throwing that out there to see what what sticks with antitrust, even though that might really be um, a separate issue and maybe um, needs to be looked at separately and more carefully than... antitrust remedies, which involve breaking up companies and, you know, these really sort of extreme remedies might not be what consumers really ultimately are looking for.
1: Jessica, let me back up for just a minute. Um, And because we've never in our lifetime had a giant antitrust situation, although I remember when the telephone companies were broken up um, for those who are saying, okay, maybe I'm hearing this term in this debate for the first time, uh, you know, in in a big way, what would qualify something for a legitimate antitrust investigation or hearing
0: so right now right now as antitrust law stands in the US it's different in Europe but in the United States we use a consumer harm standard meaning it doesn't actually have anything to do with how big the company is or what their market share dominance is it it simply says are consumers being harmed by this company if they are if there's economic proof of that as of now the government can bring a suit against that company.
1: And, of course, the customers can always just leave. But that's one of the concerns that people <laughs> are saying some of these companies are going to get so big there's going to be nowhere to go. But, Jessica, it just seems to me that we don't really know what we have yet when it comes to the the digital platforms and the social media and the online shopping. People forget Historically speaking, this is really, really new, and I don't think we've got our minds around it. So when we talk about regulating it, do we even know what we're regulating?
0: I don't think so. And I can say almost for certain that um, politicians inside the Beltway certainly don't know what they're regulating. That's obvious from the hearings last week. Um, It's so early on in our experiment with these online platforms, you know, relatively speaking, it would be such a shame um, to lock these companies in now with regulations because there's nothing to prevent the next big thing from coming along and displacing any of them. You know, there was a time where we thought MySpace um, or AOL or BlackBerry or any of these tech companies, oh, they have such huge market control that no one could ever um, displace them. They're locked in. Well, that's obviously not been the case. You know, the next big thing comes along and i The risk of regulating these companies now is that you prevent the next big thing. Let the market work. Let the market replace what we are unhappy with about these companies. Let it improve on the models we have. Um, And I think that to regulate it it so often unintentionally locks these these things in place, which is the opposite of what we want.
1: Jessica, let me go back to what you were saying just a minute ago about the standards and the consumer harm. Uh, Facebook is a real good example of a five billion dollar fine. There's all kinds of privacy concerns. There are censorship concerns. They're accused of trying to influence elections on it. Um, Is that the kind of thing that is a good reason for regulators to look in? Or is this just a matter of what you were just saying? Hey, if they're behaving that badly, they're going to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And we've actually seen, you know, um, the the market share of Facebook has dropped over the last couple of years in the U.S. They're losing users. They're not growing like they used to. And there's nothing to stop the next big social media platform from coming along and displacing Facebook entirely. Um, and, and the points you bring up are a great illustration of how, you know, there's so many issues involved here, right? There's the privacy fine, the Federal Trade Commission just issued, um, which, you know, that is more of a terms of service use thing that might be very legitimate. Um, but as far as the censorship thing, you know, we at the Competitive Enterprise Institute like to remind everyone that a private company cannot censor you acting alone. The government is the censor and the only censor. And if you let the government come in and start telling these social media platforms what, what should be said and what shouldn't be stopped from being said, no, that's censorship. That's something we should be worried about because any one of us can walk away from Facebook. We can jump on Twitter instead. We can start our own blog posts. We can walk outside and scream into the wind. Um, We have alternatives. The government is the center of free speech. Facebook might edit and control their media platform. That's their own private property. It's not a public utility. Um, And that's an important distinction when we start talking about censorship.
1: Now, uh, Facebook, though, is trying to get into kind of a new realm, whereas they're trying to develop and use their own currency now, which I'm, I guess I'm almost at the age where I don't understand that. I'm only 47. I'm not that old, (laughs) but, but it's, if they get into currency, we're not just talking about buying something on their platform. I've bought stuff off Facebook marketplace before, but if they get into actually wanting to have and control a currency of their own, what kind of doors does that open up when it comes to the law and regulations and things like that?
0: Yeah, you move over out of just the social media conversation into um, potential for financial regulations, which is different. But I don't think any of us should beat ourselves up for not understanding the intricacies of uh, blockchain software technology, um, which is what makes all this crypto stuff go. Um, But, you know, in doing this, they are moving into a new area. They've uh, said they're keeping it separate from their social media data. Um, reserves but they're also partnering with a bunch of people that we already have sort of decided we trust with our financial information there's a lot of credit card companies involved Um, they're kind of testing the waters you know this is a frontier area this is a new thing it's a new idea Um, there's going to be problems there's probably going to be mistakes I for one would like to see it entered into let's see how the market corrects that let's see how they respond when those mistakes happen Let's see what benefits blossom from this. And let's not cut off those corrections by regulating it before it even exists. That's what's fascinating. Facebook hasn't even, they're not even close to rolling this out. And already we've got Senate hearings about how it can be regulated. Um, I, I think that it's, it, it, we should be cautious and let's go slowly. This might be a great boon for consumers. This might be a service we, this is the next thing we feel like we can't live without. We don't know. But let's see what happens.
1: Jessica, what is, in your opinion, the proper role of the federal government in particular and of regulators at this stage? Or is there any role for them at this point in the entire game? And we've got we've got about a minute left.
0: I think there's a lot of regulatory underbrush they could uh, clear away. Frankly, we could start with that. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how oh, these big companies just buy up their smaller competitors. Well, one of the reasons is because there's so many financial regulations on the small up-and-coming companies presenting an IPO that's become so expensive and so arduous that their only alternative to make money is to be bought out by these big guys. How about we get rid of some of those constraints and, and let things work out a little bit more naturally? Maybe you'd see more competition to these big guys that way.
1: Jessica, people want to keep up with with your work here through the Competitive Enterprise Institute uh, and or just follow this, because I think a lot of us, we don't even really know how this affects us yet, although we know it affects us. What's the way to either be in touch with you or to follow your work on this?
0: I would love it if people would come and learn more about all this um, from me and my colleagues at cei.org.
1: All right, Jessica, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for the insight. I have a feeling we'll probably be chatting again soon.
0: I hope so. It
1: was my pleasure. We've covered a lot of ground today. So the big question is, what do you think? Go to the American Viewpoints Facebook page and make your voice heard there. Thank you so much for spending part of your weekend here with us in American Viewpoints. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed.
0: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners.